1: Oh, hey there, you goofballs. How's it going? Kevin Gauthier, Gutting the Sacred Cow, brand new episode for you, and you, and you. This week, Karen Turk takes on the all-time beloved kid classic, Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory. Before we get into it, do not forget, guttingthesacredcow.com, new blog articles every single day. Well, Monday through Friday. We take the weekends off. We're, you know, busy. Do not forget as well at GTSC podcast on Twitter, gutting the sacred cow on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have not yet done so a five-star rating, two or three sentence review. And of course, if you want to advertise with us, gutting the sacred cow at gmail.com and why wait, let's see Karen Turk tear into some Oompa Loompas. Hey honey, how old are you? I'm this. Well, why don't you call me when you're this Kevin in Israel and name that film.
0: Well, I know that, uh, that was your Rodney Dangerfield impression. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to have to just guess a Rodney Dangerfield movie. Back to school. It is easy money. Yeah. Uh, wow, I have I don't you know what? I haven't seen that movie in probably 30 years.
1: G- Good. And I just rewatched it a month ago and there are five funny parts in the entire film. Got it on iTunes for 5 bucks to go. <sighs> it's about right. And I love Rodney as you know. Kevin Goatee, Kevin is old. We are back. Excited. Here we are, another episode. Make sure you've liked and subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube. You can see our smug, smiling faces on YouTube. That's right. Everywhere else you can find podcasts. Today, we are joined by Mrs. Florida herself, Karen Turk. Karen, how's it going? What's going on?
2: It's great. And you know, little known fact, I actually sold RVs in the early 90s. And I met Rodney Dangerfield. He did a commercial for Giant Recreation World in uh, Winter Garden, Florida. And I was the receptionist and it was a highlight of my entire life.
0: That's
1: awesome. (laughs) I have questions. I mean, (laughs) did he show up in a bathrobe with no underwear as he's been known Uh to do?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he pretty much, like, rolled in like that. Like, it was a lot. There was like a Lincoln Continental, and he got out of a bathrobe, and there he was, and it was amazing.
1: I I would have talked his ear off for the entire time, but...
2: I, I, I did. I, I did. He made me a hot dog.
1: He did? Yeah, no joke. he put his dick in a bun and go, here you go, honey. <laughs>
2: He kind of he kind of alluded to that, but he actually made me an Rodney. actual hot dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know Rodney. goddammit. it, that's hilarious. Cool. Yeah, Karen, what are you up to? Tell us the folks where we can find you and what your uh, your projects are.
2: You can find me on Karen K A R Y N Turk T U R K dot com or Behind the Headlines TV dot com. I uh, do a lot of uh, influential stuff. I talk about a lot of things that people don't want to talk about, and I. Tackle tough topics, the topics in the headlines that the mainstream media is not covering. Those are the things that I tackle every day.
1: You said tough topics. I was going to suspect you were about to say anal fissures because no one wants to talk about that.
2: I, I don't want to talk about that either. I mean, we could talk about like, you know, anal other things, but not anal fissures.
1: Me, Kevin's, Kevin uh, Israel's hair just stood up on his arms. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> well, not all of them are, are all winners, right, guys? So, Kevin, Karen has come on to talk about a film that is, I would say, one of the most beloved kid films of all time. I would put this in the same category as for a kid film as beloved as A Christmas Story. Would you agree? I would go. I would go. It's up there with Wizard of Oz. Oh. In terms of beloved, Karen's already having a fucking coronary. See her face. I'm not saying that's how
0: I. am not saying that's how I feel. I'm just saying I think that that people look at it like that.
1: Yeah. Oh, they do. It is definitely treated with kid gloves. Karen has chosen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. By the way, celebrating its 50th anniversary this year, as you hear it taped. I was surprised. Here was what I was more surprised about: a 1971 million dollar, 1971 budget of. $3 $3 million, a gross haul of $4 million. <laughs> it just made its money back and then some. Translate that to 2021 money, $19.7 million budget, a $26.3 million haul. This has got to be the, one of the lowest profitable films that we've ever done in all 80-ish, whatever we are, 90 episodes we've done that on oh, this yeah, podcast. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, this barely, barely made its money back. IMDB, we all know, is a scale 1 through 10 with decimal points. Karen, you would be the first uh, on the honors tease here. What do you think Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory scored on IMDB, 1 through 10 with decimal points?
2: Uh, I'm going to say a 2.5.
1: Woof. I didn't say <laughs> insert your personal thoughts yet. I said.
0: <laughs> I'm going to uh, 7-1. Seven eight.
2: Ooh!
1: Critics Rotten Tomatoes score, as we know, is a one through one hundred percentage based score. Kevin Israel, critics Rotten Tomatoes. Bazinga, eighty three. Karen, a guess.
2: Four two.
1: Ninety. The critics love this film. Rotten i'm tomato. surprised they love it that much i'm surprised they did too because here comes the audience score karen what do you think the audience gave willie Wonka on the chocolate factory
2: is it is it like a one to ten ranking or is it a percentage? Uh, one
1: same percentage one through 100
2: uh uh six percent
1: <laughs> six jesus christ kevin israel
0: See you. You you gave a little bit of a tell before this, so I'm I'm trying to think if it's higher or lower. I'm
1: going to go 93. Then I didn't give a tell. If you couldn't figure out if I was going (laughs) higher or lower, did I? 87. Oh wow, they were. I'm surprised. I thought that was. I thought this was going to be mid 90s easily for the audience for sure. Quotes. I'm not going to do the Oompa Loompa song because we're all, I'm sure, sick and tired of people singing that one. So I have one quote. Spitting is a dirty habit. I know a worse one. (laughs) Nice tongue-in-cheek adult humor there. Kevin Israel, joke, or sorry, joke, quote.
0: Um,
1: Violet, you're turning violet, Violet. (laughs) Karen, do you have a quote from this film?
2: Ha uh, we're going to juice Violet.
1: We're going to juice Violet. <laughs> Excellent.
2: <laughs> five fun facts.
1: Five fun facts. Five fun facts for you right now. It's time for five fun more facts. Five fun facts for you right now. The chocolate river in the factory was actually made of chocolate, cream, and water. It spoiled fairly quickly and left a terrible smell.
0: Yeah, I mean it didn't really look like chocolate.
1: I know. It looked it, it like, looked th- like it, <laughs> it looked like di- it looked like it's like either diarrhea yeah. or never mind, I'll probably get in trouble if I say it back.
0: looked even more waterier than that. Like it looked like they're just dirty water.
1: It looked like Insta gravy before you cook it.
0: Yeah. I remember even as a kid, like there was the scene where they like they scooped something out of a, a, a mushroom, and I was like, oh, that looks like that looks good. But the river, I was like, no, I wouldn't, even
1: as a, like a seven year old, I was like, I wouldn't drink from that. No. The actress who played Violet Beauregard did not want to do the nose picking scene because she had a crush on the guy who played Charlie. Oh. <laughs> this is <laughs> oh, a
2: Oh, well known facts.
0: Yeah. Nothing kills a boner like a girl picking her nose. Yeah. A
1: fact. Listen, these all fun facts
2: yeah. can't – these
1: all fun facts can't be I sold an RV to Roddy fucking Dangerfield, okay? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the Wonka – I know, right? The Wonka wash was just fire extinguisher foam, but it turned out to be a skin irritant to the point where the actors had their skin puff up and recovered after several days of medical treatment and recovery. So they did they get hazard pay
0: too? Blue, uh, yeah. Would it be
1: skin, grass, skin, grass, stupidity. <laughs> lawsuit, lawsuit. Lawsuit.
2: That's only today. Back then people didn't sue. It's yeah. a different world. They'd
1: be told toughen up, pussy, and get on set for the next take, because you'll get you'll get Suck it up, kid. Up. Here exactly. it is Here's one that I thought was really cool. All members of Monty Python were considered for the role, but deemed not big enough for an international audience.
0: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me.
1: And get ready for a nice butt puckering scene. In the book, the Oompa Loompas were pygmies from Africa, but since it was in smack in the civil rights movement, the director went with orange faces instead. Good decision good decision
2: great decision great classic great decision
1: we are now going to our new segment karen turk and that's called ask the gutter and we have one question for you as we put it out on twitter today what questions you have for our our gutter of tonight's episode and the one question was from the stst podcast who hurt you
2: Who hurt me? I said, Willy did... Wonka hurt me. <laughs> this movie hurt me. Oh. This movie was the bane of my childhood existence. And the worst part about it all was I watched it on a black and white television, which I think made it even worse.
1: Wow. Were you, were you brought up in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba? Holy shit. <laughs> Right. I
2: know. I. It would sound like it. I mean, my parents. My parents escaped the Holocaust. I'm a first generation American, so like color TV wasn't a priority.
0: Was it one of those little black and white TVs too? The, like the a little. Inch. It was
2: a. It was a 19 inch. It was. Whoa. It was yeah. a 19 inch. It wasn't a 13 inch. It was a 19 inch. So it was like kind of substantial. I mean, 19 inches. Yeah, 19, that, was, that was a decent. Yeah. Setup, I, yeah. Right. I mean, All no right. remote control or anything like that.
1: <laughs> All right, Scrooge McDuck, stop bragging over there. <laughs> Kevin Israel, I think I think Karen is just ready to go at this and just completely pour sugar in the gas tank of this film. So let's have Karen Turk get ready to gut the, the sacred, sacred cow. cow. Your Honor, Your Honor.
2: <laughs> All right, was- the grandparents in bed. That was the worst part of the entire movie. Who has all of their grandparents in bed at the beginning of the movie? You want to tell me this movie wasn't awkward? The beginning of the movie is all of the grandparents in bed together. There's something very, very wrong about that. There's something very wrong throughout this entire movie. Gene Wilder is weird as... Can I curse on this? Absolutely. Weird as fuck. The entire thing plays out like some weird eccentric pedophile weirdo who's giving out golden tickets to kids you know the random kids that get picked are all brats I mean the only one who's a decent human being is Charlie and Charlie's like this like poor kid that it almost seems like Willy Wonka wants to take advantage of I mean I feel like it was like grooming him throughout the entire movie and like even as a child I'm like this doesn't add up this doesn't make sense like Who takes these kids, brings them to a factory, gives them all this stuff for nothing. And this stuff's weird. And then people are disappearing. There's deaths at the factory. Nobody seems to care. It seems completely irresponsible. And it seems like an OSHA violation like everywhere you turn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. What else? Why else do you hate this?
2: Uh, you know, I, I the thing is, I hate everything about it, but that's what's so crazy that this movie actually traumatized me as a child, that it wasn't because I was watching it on a black and white TV, which might have kind of added to it a little bit, but it's just the whole thing. Like, what happened to Augusta? Why did he end up in the fudge factory? Violet's blowing up like a, like a, a, a blueberry that they're going to juice her. Like, the whole thing is extremely disturbing, and even like watching it today like this is not something that i would want have my children watch you want to talk about woke culture you want to talk about people that say that they're you know raising their kids in a new and inclusive environment this movie is just like one of those things that i feel like in every way woke culture should frown upon but in its usual hypocrisy woke culture loves it
1: do they though i mean this one's still uh Still that much love. I I, mean, I don't, We'll find out. Got it. So that, How did you? How
0: do you feel about the uh, the musical aspect of it?
2: Uh, you know, I like a song. I pretty much spend like about three hours of my day singing to my dog on a daily basis. No lie. Um, so I can kind of relate to the whole musical aspect because I feel like my daily life is a musical. Like every day, I kind of go through life like singing to people, and I have a really bad singing voice. So that part really resonates with me, but that's pretty much the only part of the movie that I even can tolerate.
1: Does the dog ask to be unrescued after you sing to it?
2: The dog wasn't rescued in the first place. I have (laughs) one of those designer dogs that I actually bought like in an alleyway.
1: (laughs) Hilarious. So not a fan of this whatsoever, I say. Okay. Give No,
2: uh, it's sad.
1: What about, I mean, as a kid, you weren't like, eh, the idea of a candy factory is so
2: cool. and. This, this is not like, this is not a candy factory. I mean, this is like a weird, like pedophile environment that you're getting sucked into with a bunch of bratty kids and people's grandparents are sleeping together. I mean, the whole thing is weird. Right. So no, as a child, I remember watching it and thinking like something's off, like this is not right. Like, I don't know why I don't like this. I don't know why this strikes me as strange, but this entire thing is weird and I feel uncomfortable and I don't want to watch this.
1: Yeah. It's very strange that not one adult won a golden ticket.
2: I have no, a question. no, I, it was all I, children.
1: Yeah, and, and it wasn't like he could plant it to only for kids to get it, but it was just very such happenstance that only kids happened to win it. While this was like, this was worse than the lottery ticket, like Powerball time, you know? Everyone and was the running the stores. He,
2: the fact that he faked that injury at the beginning, the fact that he faked the limping and the injury, to me, it's just kind of telling about who he is. Like, here I am, like, I'm going to show you, like, I'm going to fake this injury, like, so you can, like, buy in and, like, feel bad for me. But later on, I'm okay. Like, that's right. weird, too. Like, there's no way, supposedly no way in today's modern society that we would tolerate something like that. But back in 1971, that was, like, totally okay.
1: By the way, fun, another fun fact that I actually did not put down, but Gene Wilder demanded that they allow him to do the somersault in 20. 20- you know, was first introduced there. That was his thing. He's like, I want to, be, I, I demand this to be part of it. Like, All right. That's that important to the character. Go for it, Gene. Yeah, it
0: was, it was a bizarre, that was a bizarre addition that right. really didn't make any sense.
2: Uh, I mean, I think the whole thing, I mean, there's no way that you can watch this movie and you can actually walk away from it and say that this is some classic, amazing film. And what really disgusts me is when people compare it to The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz is an amazing film. It's a classic film. It has, you know, midgets. all these things. <laughs> it does. It has midgets. We, we, um, we admittedly, we said they were midgets to that point. Now we can't say midget anymore. That's not politically correct. Uh, you know, they have little people. They had everything. The Oompa Loompas were weird. The Munchkins were cool. Umpa Lumpa's weird. I mean, anybody who has white eyebrows and an, an orange face, I mean, the whole thing was very, very strange from the very you beginning. Just, you, just,
1: you just described half of South Florida with that. Darren, <laughs> give me a number one to ten for Willy Wonka, in your opinion, of this film.
2: I, it's like a two. Two? It's a two. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, it's a two. Okay. It's a two. That's I mean, there's fine. just so much wrong with it. It's from... The fact that I feel like Gene Wilder's like a weirdo slash like pedophile weirdo. It's the the whole thing. I mean, the umpa is just the way that the whole thing, the whole writing, the whole story, everything about it, it's awful.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. These notes brought to you by <laughs> guttingthesacredcow.com. Come to our website every day where you find brand new articles every single day. A list of 10. Uh, that didn't happen. One of our favorite segments, movie sequels. We want to see, uh, of course our shirts. We have shirts, bags, hats, cell phone holders, you name it. We're there. Of course, all the links to the podcast and speaking of the podcast, please like, and subscribe the gutting, the sacred cow podcast. The one you're listening to right now and leave us a five star rating and two or three sentence review. And we will thank you eternally. (laughs) Notes. I have never seen that many skinny kids running to a candy shop after school. Usually it's the fat kids trying to run, but we call it walking molasses when they go running, right? Right. I don't give a shit if this candy man is giving away free candy. The second he breaks out into song, I'm pepper spraying him and calling my parents. Four old people in one bed together. Looks like the worst porno idea ever. Even Kevin Israel can't snap one off of this one.
0: Well, I did. So
1: then. <laughs> challenge completed. Oh, God. Charlie offering to buy his grandfather tobacco is hilarious. Wait till he saves up enough from his paper route to buy him a hooker instead of his grandmother with her piss stained yellow teeth. <laughs> Crest strips kids in the future. They work. If my name was Veruca Salt, I'd be an obnoxious cunt, too. Speaking of, I also enjoyed the band Veruca Salt way more than I enjoyed the character Veruca Salt. Great 90s band. Volcano yeah. girls, ever been here? Even as a kid, a lifetime supply of chocolate would get old after three days because everyone's going to start hitting you up. broke can you give me some candy bars? People going that bonkers for free chocolate when they're poor. Why not take that energy and find a job? Instead of a fucking lottery ticket. The parents in this film. Why
2: was Charlie the only one working?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. The mom was too. The mom was washing clothes. The parents in this film are trash. They're letting their kids grow up to be complete assholes, especially that one kid in full cowboy gear. Where's Billy the kid when you really need him? Speaking of, the grandparents want him to have faith. In the lottery system. Sounds like Charlie is going to be on the dole in no time. And here I am standing behind him just trying to buy a pack of gum while this dickhead's buying 35 different naughty numbers and different combinations and tickets and shit. Charlie's teacher is one of the ugliest human beings I have ever laid eyes on. And I've been to Philadelphia and South Jersey plenty of times.
0: Oh, well, there goes that.
1: Oh, <laughs> we have to make this funny somehow (laughs) some way i can't figure out what's more annoying in this film the kids or every character having to break out into song every 10 goddamn minutes the grandfather who couldn't get out of bed for 20 years finally decides to get out of bed and start shaking his ass like j-lo at the super bowl get the fuck out of (laughs) here Violet Beauregard, chewing her gum with her mouth open like a cow, sent me into full berserker barrage. I hope she met a long and painful death. Nothing worse than people who chomp their gum. Oh playing a mini flute summons midgets sign me the fuck up i know this is a this is a mystical life changer because you know the true story whenever i go to Vegas, when i go to vegas every year you know how i know it? it'll be a profitable trip at the tables if i see a midget in the cab line i know i'm going to win money and i do now all i need to do is get a flute and tussle his little hair and you can back a Brinks truck up with that free money i'm going to take from those tables yum Willy Wonka does have a calm creepiness. I agree with you, Karen. I'm just waiting for him to go all Nicholson in The Shining or Colonel Kurtz in Apocalypse Now. I've spent a lot of time in this movie wondering when we would see that shot of Willy Wonka that created the millions of memes that we see now on the internet. Answer, it's at the one hour and nine minute mark. The one we? tell me more, that one. Veruca salt should be fed an M-80 disguised as a lollipop. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Charlie is the only tolerable person in this film because I'm not digging bipolar Wonka. Nope. Is it me or is going through a candy factory and not being able to eat anything the worst torture? That's like popping a Viagra and going to a strip club without any money in your wallet. The Oompa- he speaks from experience. Um, not a strip club guy, but I, I feel some people's pains. The Oompa Loompa songs are viciously annoying. We did not need the rule of three on this one, Kevin Israel. One and done. <laughs> Just like the Minnesota Twins in the playoffs when they play the Yankees. All this was a, was a test to find out which kid was the most worthy for a fucking chocolate factory. Blah. I agree. I agree. The other kids were all diarrhea stains of life, but shit, give them at least a consolation prize for finding that goddamn golden ticket. Give them like a run in, like one of those days if you won a prize, you get to go to Toys R Us for an hour and fill up your shopping cart. Give them a run. Oh, remember that? Yes, I do. So bad. Now that's the that's the prize. I I dreamt of that. Thank you.
2: Toys R Us.
1: Yes, right Uh, to right to the Nintendo Alley, kid. Yeah. Give them a run in that candy store for about three hours and let them see if they can go into a diabetic coma or not after eating all that sugar. And if they do, they get a quarter share of that factory. And now, I never liked this fucking movie as a kid. It ranks right up there with The Christmas Story being insanely overrated and hung up only on nostalgia. I didn't loathe it as much as I hated The Christmas Story. I gave it a zero. That's how much that film stinks, Karen. But make no bones about it. This film film fucking sucks. And I want – I'm almost (laughs) going to beg someone to come on this podcast to argue why this film is good. Three out of ten. And well, I, good. I'm
2: glad we yeah, agree. I'm at two. I am yeah. 2 i can not give it a three.
1: You can give it a three. You can give it whatever you <laughs> want to. And obviously, no remote, t- this has not passed the remote test for me, except for to throw a remote control at people who say, hey, I love this as a kid, man. Keep it on. Fuck you. This film stinks, has always stunk, and will continue to stink. This film blows. Kevin Israel, the floor is yours. Hey gang, we here on the show often use the expression, that doesn't happen. You know how we can say that with such confidence? Because we have an actual fucking scientist sponsoring this show. That's right, Mr. A.M. Compson is our new sponsor, and he's helping spread scientific knowledge with his new lecture series. Are you a nerd who thinks school is too tough? Go to A.M. Compson to find books on a wide range of science and mathematics topics. That's university-level teaching at a fraction of the cost. Are you a tough guy who thinks schools for nerds? Then go to A.M. Compson and pick up the night school version of these books, which has the same exact information condensed with punchlines and swearing. New material every few weeks. It's like OnlyFans, but their fathers are actually proud of them. So go to amcompson.com today to start learning science. That's amcompson.com. As soon as the movie started,
0: and and the candy shop worker was singing, (laughs) Who can take a sunrise? I was like, I know Kevin Goatee just threw his remote through the wall. (laughs) Because Kevin Goatee hates musicals. I do. I do. And then the dude starts pouring candy just all over the place. The kid's hands on the floor. And I was like, this guy should be fired. He's yeah. just wasting the product. Does he do that every day? Just give <laughs> out candy. He's a terrible
1: businessman. That, that shop's going to be out of, out of business in no time. I want to know who's in charge of loss prevention in that store. Because that guy would be fired. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> then, then you see Charlie walk in front of the, 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 the chocolate factory in front of the, the Wonka factory. And it looks like it looks like the, a Ford plant. It's making candy. What do they have all That's, these smokestacks like and smoke brick buildings? Stacks. What the, the smoke fuck are you stacks. making in this? What are they are they, are they melting down Upa's into their constituent That's parts like what, what, is, what is this factory doing? <laughs> Listen. Good. And I, I'm going to echo what both of you said. The worst part of this for me is the four grandparents in bed. Cuz that first of all, that room must have smelled so bad. And just so disgusting. And that's why Charlie was buying his grandpa tobacco, because he wanted him to die. He's like, listen, if you guys would smoke enough of this shit, maybe you'll die and give us some more room in this (laughs) shitty little apartment and stop stinking it up. And every now and then I have to get a glance of your crippled old feet,
1: which are probably horrifying. Dude, that room, one of those four easily had diabetic ulcers. And there is no unsmelling uh, that smell once you smell the diabetic ulcer.
0: And who was washing them? Like, was the mother washing these four invalids? And and, and Grandpa Joe didn't look that old. Like, the other three looked very old. Grandpa he, Joe. Know, he
2: rallied. He rallied when it was time to go to the chocolate factory. He rallied. And, right. you know, he was Charlie's biggest cheerleader which I found really interesting. Like he had faith that this was going to happen, that Charlie was going to get that golden ticket and that they were going to go to the factory. And then he really rallied. He went from being this in-bed invalid with these three other old people with diabetic ulcers and it was all horrific. And then he's there and he's totally like mobile. Like Dude, what yeah, no, was that? no
0: atrophy. No Grand,
2: nothing.
1: 20 grandpa. 20 years. Nothing. Grand, grandpa Joe jumped out of bed like Mia Wallace when she got stabbed in the heart with the adrenaline needle in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And by the way, if I was Charlie's mother
0: and he got the golden ticket. And Charlie was like, I want to take Grandpa Joe. I'd be like, fuck you, you little piece of shit. Yeah. I'm going to the chocolate factory. Not that lazy asshole that's been sitting in the bed for two, two decades. What are you, nuts? Yeah,
2: but he sang the song. He was ready. He was ready to get up and be a part of the musical immediately during yeah, that whole the shit mom-
0: then the mom sings Cheer Up Charlie. Yeah. How about Cheer Up Mom? You don't get to go to the fucking chocolate factory. How about Woe Is Me? Yeah. My ungrateful son is taking his jerk-off grandfather who's probably got one foot in grave <laughs> and hasn't left the house in 20 years. What, you want to bring old leg braces and Ricketts legs over here? <laughs> and if my mom sang me that Cheer Up Charlie song, it would have been called Suck It Up, Pussy.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I will say this. The ransom scene for the for the for the box of chocolates where the woman was like they want they were were kidnapped the foot the husband was kidnapped and they were like they want your last box of chocolate wonka bars and she was like can i have a day to think about i thought that was actually that was that was really fun
1: (laughs) you just you see that coming a mile away i i know i I did but it's still it was it
0: was one of those that i it it still satisfied me the whole world that they set up around this was I guess you had to kind of take it as fantastical as it was because nobody gives a shit about a chocolate factory. Nobody gives the fact that the whole world was stopping to look for these golden and t- say it was insane. And Willy Wonka was clearly like an amalgamation of like Michael Jackson and Elon Musk. Like he, you took put, put those two together and give them a factory. And you have this this great inventor who's probably kind of a pedophile. Like, a, like I
2: would have gone with, like, Jeffrey Epstein and, like, you know, like Bill Gates. That would have been my, I guess.
0: No, because he was, I mean, the whole kid thing, the whole having this this magic land where you're inviting kids, but then also having, you know, he's supposedly this great innovator that everybody looks up to. I see, I see kind of a an Elon Muskish um beat it thing going on.
2: Oh, uh, wow. Well, I mean, I think Elon Musk would have had something better than the smokestack. I mean, I feel like we wouldn't sure. have been, like, sure. lost uh, right. in, would, like, you know, the 30s. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, he, I he, feel like there would have been something yeah. a little more technologically interesting. there. His
1: his candy bars would like have... a, a robot. A very, his candy bars would have much less of a carbon footprint.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot... I mean, it was a lot there that was just weird. It was just weird. I mean, that's why, like, I feel Bill Gates was, like, weird. Like, I feel like Elon Musk is, like, space and bill gates is like weird google weird like still like earth weird
0: fair that's fair
2: it, they didn't have English <laughs> <accent>. <laughs> and nobody wondered nobody
0: wondered why this guy with a scar on his face was popping up everywhere like no yeah. intrepid newsman was like hey that guy's been at every one of these appearances." like he was in the fact in the guy's Factory where they were broke yes. a salt's factory and he dragged her up and the father wasn't like who the fuck are you why are you grabbing my kid and then whispering in her ear like nobody put that together that it was it was a little weird these are just blind people who were lost in their chocolate fever and the fact that Charlie didn't open up that thing after all of that he opens up that thing and just goes he didn't scream out like fuck me I won like right. sp- like he was just like oh okay. And then just kind of and then, and then it, took a, it took some random stranger to grab them. And by the way, those people would have all been wrestling that ticket out of oh. if this world was if this world was as in love with Willy Wonka and this whole contest and this random little, and they just found out that that other ticket was counterfeit, which is a super shitty thing to do, but would have been done a lot more than once. They would those all of those poor British people would have been wrestling that ticket out of Charlie's hand and beating him in the gutter to get it from him. Yeah.
1: If people are getting shot, for, a, yeah, people are getting shot for Air Force ones. You don't think they're going to kick the shit out of a kid holding a goddamn chocolate ticket.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and as a as a as a as a lawyer, I fully supported all of them not signing that contract. There was no way. <laughs> I would have ever, if that was my kid, I would be like, nah, fuck it. There's, we're not going there. Cause you're going to get probably sucked up a chocolate chute and killed. or are eaten by a bunch of m- orange midgets.
2: <laughs> yeah. Poor Augusta.
0: Speaking of, speaking of the, of the Oompa Loompas, I don't care what story he told about how he, uh, he, he rescued them from some Island and brought them back. This was a slave situation. He enslaved it's this entire really- race, this entire species and brought them there and then was making them make his chocolate. That is I, I, you can't, you dally this up all you want, but he was running a sweatshop with magical midgets. That's that's what was
2: happening. You know what I said earlier in this show and you kind of dismissed me over this whole woke culture thing and I can't believe that woke culture isn't like saying that this movie should be canceled because meanwhile they want to cancel like, you know, Snow White and Sleeping Beauty and you know, princesses and non-consent and, you know, people are trying to kiss them. But yet all of this is OK. The enslavery of the Oompa the fact that, you know, it's a, a weird, you know, dynamic and this guy's like a pedophile, but woke culture people are totally fine with this. But yet Snow White is bad.
1: You know what made it OK? For Gene Wilder to have the Oompa Loompas, if he would have played the theme as they walked in. I don't know what song that was. Indiana Jones in the that? Temple of Doom. No. Oh.
2: Oh. Oh. Come on, he saved the kids. Yeah, oh.
0: yeah, yeah. Wonka. So here's my feeling with Willy Wonka. There were points where I really liked what Gene Wilder did with the character. Because when, when the kids were doing stupid things and he was like, Oh no, don't, please. Like he clearly just doesn't give a shit about them. I like, I enjoyed that, that, that level of ambivalence where he was, he was just clearly trying to get to the point of this contest and he knew it was happening. But then there was the scene where he was standing behind the TV kid and he was just rubbing his hair when they first walked into the chocolate room. And I was like, that's not right. That's horrifying and disgusting. And he shouldn't be touching him. And then when he, when Augustus Gloom gets caught in the chocolate shoot and he's watching. Willy Wonka is clearly getting sexually excited. He's like, the the anticipation is killing me. And there was so much like kind of phallic symbolism in this, that scene. And then the the, the elevator shooting through the roof. Like there was a lot of like there was a lot of odd sexual male sexual innuendo in this that uh, that I wasn't comfortable with. And I'm not willing to explore the reasons why I wasn't comfortable with. <laughs>
2: I completely agree. I mean, I think that this entire movie is just weird as hell. And phallic symbols, I mean, they were just, they were everywhere. But then there's also, like, the whole thing that, like, every one of the characters was weird. Like, there wasn't, even Charlie wasn't really relatable. Like, we all want to make Charlie into the most relatable character, where you're like, okay, like, I want to like Charlie because, Charlie is the only semblance of normality here. Mm-hmm. And he was right. weird as fuck.
0: Right. I agree. The uh, like,
2: the, what do you have?
0: No, you he, nothing. he was he was supposed to be the one the audience is related to. He was the one that you were kind of seeing this all through his eyes. Um,
2: right. But that was even difficult. Like, that's painful. Like, that's even painful. My grandparents are sleeping together. I have a newspaper out. My life sucks. I'm on this mission to get this golden ticket. I go to this godforsaken store every day. I get the golden ticket and my grandfather's the only one that's happy for me. My mom's singing me songs, whatever. Then I show up at this weird ass pedophile's place and here I am. And like somehow I got to survive through this whole thing. There's people blowing up like blueberries. Other kids are getting sucked through things and disappearing. There's Oompa Loompas, these slaves that are enslaved by Willy Wonka, like, put this all in perspective. I mean, there's part of me that wants to feel bad for Charlie, but Charlie was weird as fuck going in, too. And then he's kind of left with being the only obvious choice to be the victor in this entire situation. And then he wins the opportunity to live there with his entire family, including his weird grandparents that are all going to sleep together. And the question is, what happened after that? What happened? Did they all move into the chocolate factory together? Were they all living there? Were the grandparents still sleeping in the same bed? I have unanswered questions.
0: There is a second book called Charlie Through the Glass Elevator or something like that.
2: I have you not can, seen this and can, I don't you know can, that I want to. I don't know if I want out. to get involved with that. I don't, I don't think I want to get involved.
0: The Invention Room. The Invention Room was nothing, nothing but puns. But I got to tell you, it kind of made me Snickers.
2: Oh,
1: boo! Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> the,
0: uh, the, burping, the burping scene, that scene would have been a thousand times funnier if it was, it was farting. Yeah. It, if they mm. just had the balls to do farting, it would have, yes. You can shake your head all you really? want, Karen. hunting. Oh, farting is always funny. Is An old know, man farting know. his way,
2: uh,
1: that would have been... I would have... And he oh, and the old man would have shit himself it. up too. He would have filled with that diaper of his that I'm sure he had. Knocked out Early, his, his His pouch. I gotta tobacco. go to the
0: bathroom before
1: we. <laughs> your 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 Grandpa Joe sounds a lot like your Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, it, it started
0: out as feeling yeah. like Grandpa Joe, and then suddenly it ended up as a Doc Brown. Yeah, Kev. When you mentioned a meme, I was sure you were going to the. Uh, you get nothing. You lose. Good day, <laughs> sir. I, yeah, <laughs> that's. That's the meme I always took from this.
1: No, it's the one with. And, said, I, and I, I'm surprised
0: movie. I didn't say it in the quotes.
1: Okay, yeah, noted.
0: <laughs> Lastly, when Wonka goes at the very end, I had to find a child. And I was like, ah, you could have is.
1: just you
0: just left it. He had to, that one little last, and he just he said it was so wide eyed, and they had to feel that it was just a little like it was all adding up to be very to feel very creepy, and. Yeah, And and Karen's right. The fact that they all came to live. It's like, you can come live with me at the Chocolate Factory, Charlie. And your family can come. <laughs> they'll live in a very far away, a far away wing from where we uh, live, though, but they'll be right. there, too.
2: But that's the comparison to Michael Jackson, which I totally get now. Like, you're so right. Like, that's so, like, the Neverland Ranch. Like, it's so weird and so creepy. Right. But even as a young child, like, this movie was in 1971. I don't want to date myself, but you know, I was pretty young when I saw this, maybe five. And the first time I you saw just this did movie, it I was like, I don't ever want. I did. I totally hated <laughs> myself. I don't ever want to see this shit again. I don't ever want to watch this. And what's crazy is throughout my life, I've had all these people be like, oh my God, that's my favorite movie. What a great movie. Like, that's such a classic movie. That's a great movie. And I'm like, what? Like, are you kidding me? Like, that was the scariest movie for me as a kid. Like, I thought I was going to get abducted. And ended up in a chocolate factory and maybe, like, explode as a blueberry, get sucked up in some fudge tunnel, and my life was going to be over, and that I was well, going to be living with a pedophile.
0: And you, make, and you make a great point, and I'm surprised neither of you brought this up. <laughs> the boat ride. That oh! boat ride scene oh, scarred me through my childhood. Why did we need to see a chicken get its head cut off?
2: Oh, I forgot I, about that. That left, me, that.
0: that left me just shaken. And I didn't understand how, and I think the book is a little bit darker than the movie. And I don't know if that's where they were trying to incorporate, but that scene in that, and he's just going, and it's getting, the boat is moving faster. And he starts singing that creepy song. And even the, even the father is like, oh, he's singing now. And it's like, well, no shit, you're in a (laughs) musical. But that whole scene in the boat was just so, and then they show the lizard eating something and the whole thing just felt so unnecessary and I don't know what the point of that was other than just to scare the shit out of the kids who are supposed to be watching a kids movie and you have to see a, a chicken get decapitated I don't know w- what where that came from but even with that I don't hate this movie I actually
2: is. blocked that out I think I was so traumatized as a child that even when he mentioned that's that what tra- I, that's I, what traumatized. I totally like don't I don't remember that like I blocked out like they might have to hypnotize me to get that back <laughs>
0: So for me, I do not dislike this movie as much as the two of you. This isn't a. This isn't a. This wasn't a, a favorite movie of mine, and I can't imagine anybody saying this is their like favorite movie. But for a musical, it has very few musical numbers. There's not a ton of ton, of, a musical ton numbers. There's, of songs. In I would just like have, to go. I
2: would like have, to go on this, the record. Compare
0: this to like a real musical. There's not that many musical numbers in it. Dude, there's there a like lot a, more there spoken least, dialogue.
1: There's at least five, five or six songs in this film for an hour and forty minute, whatever it was, fifty minute film. They're at least song. "Oompa Loompa's three already. That was yeah, and, they're sh- and they're all and they're all pretty short. I mean, right. real musicals have long, like long
0: musical numbers. These, these are all pretty short. But for me, I don't mind musicals anyway. So it doesn't right. that's that's not a thing for me. Um I didn't I don't I don't mind this movie. I, I think Gene Wilder had had an interesting take on it. I do think it's very creepy, but as an adult, I you know it, it strikes me as almost more funny and silly than anything else. But it's not – this isn't a remote test passer. this isn't a movie that I'm going to rush out to see. It's probably not someday when I have children. It's not a movie I'm going to rush to show my children either, but it doesn't it – didn't, it didn't offend me. It didn't horrify me. For me, this movie is a five.
1: Gotcha. Well, let's see what those people who – those assholes who wear bow ties and elbow patches and use words like zeitgeist say, in our critics' cool. five-star reviews. five-star reviews five-star reviews done, by critics yeah! probably the best film of its sort since wizard of oz it is everything <laughs> that family movies usually claim to be but aren't delightful funny this movie's not funny cut the bullshit scary exciting and most of all a genuine work of imagination the movie continues to remain timeless in spite of itself. Wrong. With a single gleam of his eye, Wilder pulls off more hints at a devious personality than all Johnny Depp's white makeup and bad wigs combined did. And well, that movie was terrible too. I didn't bother with it. And the last five star review: an okay family musical fantasy. That doesn't sound like a five star review to me. That's five star. Yeah. <laughs> Very low bar. Critics One Star Reviews. Critics One Star Reviews. Critics One Star Reviews. <laughs> Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory, like many childhood favorites, is better left in the past and allowed to reside in memories. As an adaptation of Doll's story, it's inferior to the Burton remake.
0: Wow, that's not true.
1: The passages in The Mysterious Factory, which should be Charlie's and are released from the oppression of the earlier scenes, are just as ugly as everything that's come before. So there's no contrast. That was word soup. And then nothing. Aspires to the whimsy and fantasy of The Wizard of Oz, but doesn't really capture the magic. More of a fond tribute to pure imagination than a triumph of it. And our last... One star review, a strange, semi sweet kitty fantasy. Signed, Jeffrey Epstein. Just kidding. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Can we get a watch list on that Amazon user? I'll have to go back and dig that up, but that's uh, someone who needs to a... be tailed by the yeah. FBI. Amazon five star reviews. <laughs> Amazon five star review. The booze. It's time for Amazon five-star reviews, five-star reviews. Classic film we sometimes watch in my friend circle. Friend circle. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a nice way of saying circle jerk? I mean, I mean, friend circle. It's uh, f-
2: I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> um,
1: it's a film you can't stop watching. Watch me. We are in our 20s. We got tired of connecting the VHR. To the TV. So I just decided to buy the DVD because of the low price. I may have to get some Blu-ray soon. The DVD was in great condition and the quality was just fine and clear. P.S. The book is pretty awesome too. I remember reading it as a child. So there you go, Karen. What
2: the year was that review from? What these, year these was that? All, these DVDs, are all no, these Blu-rays? Are all, These are
1: all current. <laughs> these are all current reviews. I remember watching That's them so when weird. I was I remember watching them when I was younger, and I'm so happy to have them on Amazon so I will not lose them. No fingerprints and cleaning them, and they can never break. I can watch them anywhere with the kids on my on my laptop with my Amazon. This is great for the vacation nights when it's time to settle down. I buy all of my movies this way now. They take up no room in the house, no finding the wrong movie in the wrong case. So there are benefits this way. I am very happy with all the movies I have bought from Amazon. <laughs>
2: Wow. Well, you know, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. I think that if you have a child that's between the ages of like five and 13, you should encourage them to go into the field of psychotherapy when they get older, because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to need psychotherapists. This movie is evident of that. I feel like I needed psychotherapy after watching it as a child. And the fact that this next generation is going to expose their children to this yet again, on top of everything else that's happening Therapist is the way
1: to go. I'm more convinced that this person that decided to write a review for Amazon describing their logistics in their house. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is a lie. <laughs> this movie,
1: is, uh, this movie a lot. is authentic. This is a good one. This movie is authentically cool and nostalgically cheesy in some parts and all the more endearing because of it. Willy Wonka belongs to the time of films when most everything was made by hand and children's films were at <laughs> heart sweet, endearing, Family or oriented affairs. Some of my friends, we're in our 20s, by the way, want to know what happened to such films as Willy Wonka, Hook, terrible, and the wonderful hand drawn illustrations from films, even as recently as The Little Mermaid, Lion King, and Aladdin. I grew up on these and I'm sad that everything is so CG and driven by extraordinary cheap, vulgar humor. And what about fantastically done versions of classic books like Black Beauty, The Secret Garden, and The Little Princess? I grew up on those and loved them dearly. Or others like The Sandlot and Angels in the Outfield. Where are these movies today? Why are these movies being still made? Where are these movies? They're on Amazon. You can get them anytime <laughs> you want.
0: Just,
2: just. <laughs> ask there. There. I'm confused. Yeah. I don't know where how you can compare like The Lion King and The Little Mermaid to Willy Wonka. Like again, Age like of I mean, I'm not saying The That's Little my Mermaid. Guess. Hey, Age of Innocence, but yeah. this is, uh, Willy Wonka's not innocent. Willy oh. Wonka, that's not innocence. Yeah. Like, this is weird. Like, this isn't stuff of, like, childhood nightmares and therapy and weirdness. Like, Little Mermaid, like, that's innocence. Like, yeah. then you meet the prince and Eric comes and, you know, you have a fork and you don't know what it is and you're happy that's a totally different world.
1: A fun movie with the late Gene Wilder. He opens his chocolate factory to the lucky finder of a golden ticket and the main child in the story, Charlie Bucket, and his grandpa Joe win the last ticket. He joins the fa- the group of five children and one guest each on a tour. Crazy things happen throughout the story. Signed, no spoilers at Netscape.com. <laughs> Last one. I never saw this movie when it first came out in the early 70s, but on a recent trip to Las Vegas, my sister and I played the Willy Wonka slot machine. Apparently, it's a penny machine and had a blast sailing down the Chocolate River and getting those Wonka space ride bonuses. I was sufficiently intrigued by the video (laughs) clips on the slot machine to rent the movie from Amazon when I got home. (laughs) The first time a slot machine has ever influenced someone to watch a film. (laughs)
0: I never thought I'd hear a review that's that said Sailing Down the Chocolate River. Uh, it's a different kind of movie that we're talking yeah, about. Uh,
1: that, that was a metaphor. I was waiting to go, here we go. Here we go. Amazon One Star Reviews. Amazon One Star Reviews. It's time for Amazon One Star Reviews. On one star reviews. Waste of talent of Gene Wilder and Jack Albertson. Very dated. The script has one of the bad children is fat and greedy. Sets are obviously fake and cheap. Workers at the factory are in terrible makeup. Scary for the children. The bad children disappear. Are they all right? The bad children should be taught a lesson and redeemed, as in the book, as like, like Madeline and the Bad Hat. The bad children should not disappear into a garbage dump with a furnace. I would disagree. the ending is ridiculous. I know this is not a modern movie movie that can use c g i however, it looks pathetic compared to The Wizard of Oz that was made in nineteen thirty nine mm-hmm.
2: I said that at the beginning. I said that we how can you make the comparison between this and the Wizard of Oz? There is no comparison, and I mean you look at the even like just like the graphics in this movie, like just the whole like the everything like. The Wizard of Oz is head and shoulders above Willy Wonka. There's no comparison.
1: None. I bought this movie to be a part of our celebration extended day program was having. They don't. Okay, grammar. I placed the order on Wednesday. The order is placed in plenty of time so that it would be delivered the next day. The celebration was going to be on Friday. I looked the next morning at the order and it said it would arrive at 10 p.m. that night. It did not arrive. I checked the order (laughs) status today. Friday, and it says arriving today 10 p.m. I thought maybe it will arrive early, and we can still watch it. By 2 p.m., we decided to cancel the pizza and wait till we got back from spring break. We were also going to make candy. The kids won a contest against each uh, against the other extended day programs for a video we made about Motown to celebrate Black History Month. The video ended with the kids singing "The Candy Man." Saving Davis Jr. was part of Motown for a short time. Then I found out one of the students had never seen an Oompa Loompa before. The candy is the prize they won from an office for winning, my fir- for winning first place. My sister and I were buying the pizza. We were going to surprise the kids with all this today. And unfortunately, it didn't happen.
2: <laughs> what
1: the fuck just happened?
2: That is like ADD at its finest. Like, that is like, that's, um, they, yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs>
0: That
1: was someone who did. That person so- spent all that time typing that out.
2: Oh, and it was so disjointed.
1: <laughs> I like how at two o'clock they're going to cancel the pizza. Like, couldn't you give it a few more hours for the pizza? I mean, you could still have pizza and enjoy your day. Did they just copy and paste their entire dream jar, or sorry, their, their diary into a fucking Amazon review? <laughs> yes. yes. Thank God they left Captain out the apartment. Yeah. 8.35. <laughs> Went to the bathroom at one thirty-four p.m. Went to the bathroom at two fifteen p.m. Should not have had. It was a little day.
0: loose. I'm concerned.
1: <laughs> it, looked like, it looked like the River in Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> am I alone in thinking this movie is the worst movie of all movies? I hated it. Next one to the point. Willie has lost his fun. Did he? That sounds. That
0: sounds like what a guy says when he can't get it up.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs>
2: uh? <laughs> Willie has lost his fun. Spinning
1: bow tie That's joke. Great. Last one, and this one is a goddamn doozy. I hate this movie. It is crap. It is clear that Wonka is a full-on villain. He is a child murderer. We copy and paste here, Karen. Sure, those kids are are aisle behaved, but they're only children. They don't deserve to die. I mean, there misspelled is no possible way that Augustus can breath in that pipe i mean think about it really augustus falls in a mixer okay he's obviously dead ew blood everywhere then violet explodes ew more blood then he says they always become blueberries who the heck are they how did he know that then veruca falls to her death she held that note way too long to get stuck then mike tv shrinks to get stretched to death then willie walker tells her while swinging the bag around that young boys are stretchy again How the heck would he know that without doing it on a little boy before? He could have done it on one of his Oompa Loompas, so he must have had a little – he must have a little – he must have a stole – oh, my God, stole, S-T-O-L-L. Oh, I'm like, what the fuck? Stole? Did they have to say Stole vodka? Stole a little boy to stretch him until he rips in half. Oh, and I almost forgot, Willy Wonka doesn't give a crap about those kids again. Sure, the kids are crappy, but they still don't deserve to die. Signed, Dick Cheney.
2: Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? That, that guy just created violence. He like
2: that's he a, that's fantasized
0: a, lot. a bunch that, of violence. That guy created. That's a lot.
2: This is what is wrong with the American public school system in America right now. Like, that, that's That just sums it all up.
1: That guy just created a <laughs> war crime that should be tried at the Hague against the English language. That's what that was. A complete hate war That was crime.
2: bad. That was really bad. That's really
1: bad. Kevin Israel, did Karen Turk gut the sacred cow? Yeah, you know what? I think she did. Oh, winner, winner, Ooh. chicken dinner.
0: Yeah, I think you you, you, made a, you made a lot of fair good points. I will also say that this movie sort of guts itself. It does. Um, and while I still don't.
2: I was it. surprised you hadn't covered it before. I was actually shocked. I was like, wow, this is we, like, this yeah. is such a give it. This we is don't such care. a given. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people
1: listen. Everyone, and as you know, people pick the films here. So you're right. In fact, it's funny. This is our what third, fourth children's film. One of them I thought was an easy one was Land Before Time. That was terrible. Another one was Toy Story, yeah. which I, which is amazing. And What was the other one we missed too? Yeah. I forgot, Kevin. Oh, stop it. Toy Story is yeah. fantastic. It's a perfect. I one.
2: like that movie. That's what I'm it's saying. I'm like, yeah. I can't. Like, how can you get that? Like, how well, can you get Toy Story? She
1: tried. Uh, O-E-T was oh, ET. Oh, really? Movie. Yeah, yeah, ET. Yeah, yeah. E.T.
2: still. I'm not feeling Love that. It. I, Love uh, e. yeah, I like that movie. Yeah. I still like I think he he's coming. Like where where is he?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I I'll, I'll agree Kevin that, that this film definitely hung d- did a great job of of you know putting the noose around its own neck. You know, cutting open its femoral artery and then Karen just came by, gave a little kiss in the cheek and then kicked that stool right the fuck out from under it yes she did because this yes, she did kudos to you karen well done karen
2: thank you this is amazing guys i'm so glad you had me on thank you so much for having me
1: you're welcome karen tell the kind folk where we can find you yet again and what you're up to
2: you can find me on www. karen k-a-r-y-n com. I'm on there. I do great videos. I go behind the headlines every day on America's hottest news topics. And I rip apart the topics and I give you the real news, not fake news, that you're going to see on mainstream media.
1: Kevin Israel, how about yourself?
0: KevinIsrael.com for my upcoming dates. Uh, I will uh, I'll be up at Foxwoods Casino again in June and in July. So check out when I'll be there. And we are also on the Clubhouse app.
2: Yes,
1: every
0: Tuesday and Thursday with rooms running through the comedy podcast club. So if you're on Clubhouse, come check us out Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're running a one joke workout room where you can see comics work out their material. And uh, if you're not on Clubhouse and you'd like to get on, reach us, reach out to us through Twitter or on any other social media. And we can get you an invite because Clubhouse uh, is one of the fastest growing social media apps. And it's actually a good time. It's, uh, It's a lot of fun.
1: And that's at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, both Tuesday and Thursday, kids. So that's Kevin and I will run the room where you can come in, work your jokes out. And Kevin and I tell stories as comics on the road life. We read some of our old shitty jokes for when to laugh at because, you know, that's always fun. And, of course, guttingthesacredcow.com where you can find everything you want, guttingthesacredcow. Don't forget GTSC Podcast on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Twitter, Tumblr, classmates.com, you name it, we're there. It might even be MySpace still in the mix. You never know. Of <laughs> course, as well as uh, Patreon.com slash guttingthesacredcow. Karen Turk, you've been a joy. You've been a blast. Thanks again for coming on to the old podcast. And we'll catch you guys. Thank all you. Week. welcome. Thanks. Take care. Later.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.